Welcome in on a Friday, the Bill Michael Show. Packers back in the practice field today. The final practice of the regular season. Getting ready for the Chicago Bears. Bears-Packers week, rivalry week. A lot riding on it for the, uh, the for the Green Bay Packers. The Bears, they're just hoping to get a win and uh, they make sure the bus is warm when they get in it. So we'll see. We'll talk with uh, Danny Parkins. I know Danny from uh, years ago. And uh, Danny Parkins from 670 The Score down in Chicago. He's going to join us uh, coming up a little bit later on today. Uh, oddly enough, the uh, which is the old company that I used to work for, uh, filed for bankruptcy <laughs> yesterday. So they make all these hiring announcements and then go, oh, by the way, we're out of money. And so, uh, boy, that was that was kind of a kind of a I don't know if you, if ever you leave a company and it wasn't on great terms. But if ever you leave a company and then you read only a few years later that uh, they're going bankrupt and you could see it coming from a mile away, like a train's light coming down the tracks, you're kind of like, oh, OK, I was right after all. I, I'm not right about a lot in my life, but I'll take credit for that one in the meantime. Uh, One thing I can't take credit for, and that is being correct about Jordan Love. Jordan Love has been, I started going over his stats and his numbers. If Jordan Love doesn't have the lull from the New Orleans game through, he may be, uh, he had probably uh, a four-game stretch that was really not good. It was, it was, you know, it was a pretty tough stretch. And then he's had probably... Uh, out of 17 games, probably five or six that were lackluster, you know, but if he would have continued the pace throughout the season that he's on now, he would have blown away uh, almost every record out there. Now, every quarterback goes through slumps. You can't take those away, but I started looking at the numbers. I'm like, wow, he, uh, he's, he's been impressive. And I can say I was wrong about Jordan Love, at least this season. So, I mean, you got to – you know, one one season does not a career make. But um, I, I was I was wrong. And I'll gladly – and I've said that all along. I'll gladly say I was wrong if I'm wrong. Um, so, Jordan Love, I'll start out today by saying I, I really sat down last night, started analyzing the numbers, and say I was, I was wrong. Rick says, well, the receivers didn't help. Well, Okay, but the receivers are helping now. You can't say that. I mean, it was, it's all for one, all one for all. I mean, it's the way they do things. Uh, they started out fast, so the receivers did look good. Things did look good early on, but then injuries started to take over, and, you know, you've got guys that are in and out of the lineup, and your left tackle situation was unsure, and I mean, there was just a lot of stuff going on. So, uh, anyway, uh, but a, a really good season, and hopefully it culminates with a victory, and hopefully the Packers get a win, and then we're talking about them being in the postseason. Uh, coming up uh, on Sunday evening after after they uh, complete it. Uh, Bucks get a win last night. Hard-fought win last night. 125-121. They uh, knocked off the San Antonio Spurs and Wemba Nyama. Uh, did you see Wemby's big block on Giannis? I mean, slapped him down last night. Uh, so Giannis then uh, grabbed the ball, powered back up a couple other times down the court. But big night last night for the Bucks as they get a win on the road in San Antonio. Got more college hoops coming up this weekend, but all the focus is on the Green Bay Packers. If you want to get a hold of us, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. You can also track us down on YouTube, X, uh, at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels. You can find Grant at Wisco Grant, at Wisco Grant, W-I-S-C-O Grant. You can find his stuff there, and uh, you can also track us down on Instagram. we got so many platforms now that we're on Instagram. The Bill Michael Show on Instagram. TikTok, you can uh, follow us, The Bill Michael Show on TikTok now. Uh, we are on uh, Facebook, uh, facebook.com, and you can watch Facebook Live. Go to facebook.com slash The Bill Michael Show. 
The place to follow us easiest and subscribe for free is YouTube. Go to youtube.com slash show, And that's the same thing on the Twitch app, on the Kick app. You can find us. You can find us on LinkedIn as well. Simply Bill Michaels over there. And then email the program vbillmichaels at gmail.com vbillmichaels at gmail.com the website is simply vbillmichaels.com uh take us anywhere and everywhere w-o-z-n the zone madison the zone Mad- which by the way i got a funny story about that as well and uh, then you've got to spotify apple itunes google podcasts and all that kind of stuff uh to find us after the fact for the podcast side of things and download us all over to joint grant bills how you doing today i'm doing good the bucks game was a little frustrating last night bill i'm not gonna lie yeah uh, yep. Wemby versus Giannis was a treat. Like if we could have just watched those oh. two guys play one on one, that was one of the cooler things that I've seen in an NBA game in a while. But they just they they're just not quick. Like they're always delayed getting back on defense. They're delayed rotating on defense. So I was pulling my hair out a little bit last night. But other than that, I'm great. It's Friday. Yep. Good Friday. And uh, did you get the news? The news. Yes. I got the official okay yesterday for one Grant Bills. You oh. have been approved by the NFL for your credential for Super Bowl. Yes, I did. I did get that news. I had to upload a headshot, and I looked. I don't take a lot of pictures of myself, Bill. <laughs> so I'm combing through my phone yesterday. I'm like, all oh, these look terrible. And I was just going to take a picture of my face, but I had hat head. I'm like, I can't put that on a credential. So it was a whole yeah. thing yesterday. But I'm super excited. This is going to be right. a blast. I can't wait. Uh, I I will give you a quick funny story. The uh, so uh, for those that don't know, the sports director of the Zone Madison is Zach Heilprin, and that is our flagship station. So when we apply for credentials, we have to go through the Zone. It's not just the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. So you got to go through the Zone. They need a lead affiliate, so that's where we go through. So for the last few years, uh, it has been Mike Clemens, myself, uh, Kristen, and Erica. Kristen works uh, for her job like a couple of days, and then after that, she works for us. And Erica's been with me now. God, I I want to say. 14 years, something like that. She's been around a long time. And we've always had, for the last three or four years, we've always had the same headshots. My headshot's the same. I've, I haven't changed it. I really should, but I haven't changed it in probably 10 years. And Erica's is the same. Kristen's is the same. Mike's is the same. So Kristen's, <coughs> excuse me, got rejected yesterday. And we couldn't figure out why. And they said it was the head tilt. So when you take a selfie, you know, Girls always got that kind of a head tilt or whatever, you know. They gave us the reasoning of the head tilt by the NFL for uh, security or whatever is not allowed. And then I found out (laughs) because the selfie that she took, she was just wearing like a tank top uh, before. It was one night we were going out. It was almost like a glamour shot. It was a beautiful picture of her. But it was a lot of uh, mid-chest up, shall we say. That was exposed. (laughs) The NFL said it was too distracting. So for all this stuff that the NFL does, cheerleaders on the sidelines, shaking asses, all that kind of stuff, uh, the top end of two boobs is too distracting to put on a credential. So they had to do a different headshot. So they said it was blurry and it didn't fit. And and I'm like, well, what doesn't fit? You know, what the hell are you talking about? We've used this because I went back and looked at the credentials. I'm like, well, you've used the same picture for three years now. And then we find out, no, they're they're getting tighter and the, the boobs are distracting. So, all right. Okay. I, I'm with you there. So, anyway, that was it. But, yeah, word came down that Grant Bills for his first Super Bowl has been approved. It's funny. My credential point. went right through. They said, you know, there's no yeah. – you're not good looking. There's nothing distracting here. This will work just fine. 
That's what the email said. <laughs> you didn't. Well, you didn't send him a selfie root shot, so that was good. That's true. Otherwise, it's, it's just guess it, you know? So, anyway, but, uh, you know, so we're all set. We're approved. We're ready to go. And the flights are being booked, and uh, and we're, we're good. So, I, I thought that was – yes, it's always – you never know. I mean, we've been doing this now. God, Mike's been doing it forever. I've been doing it probably 14, 15, 16 years, something like that on and off. I think this is about our 11th or 12th straight year, but I think I've been to about 14 or 16 different Super Bowls. But yeah, when you, uh, you always, you know, hold your breath because you just never know, you know, you just, this one day the NFL gets a wild hair up their ass about something and they don't want you to do something. So, um, or they talk about room or whatever, but we're kind of grandfathered in, but yeah, you just, you always wait until you finally get that credential. Okay. And then the NFL sends you the, did you get the email from the NFL, by the way? Yeah, I got an email, okay. something, and Zach said they got to do a background check, and all of a sudden I'm thinking, yeah. like, have I ever been arrested for anything? Right. I never, I've never been to yeah. prison, right? Never committed a felony? No, okay. they, they don't really do a background check. What they do is they put your name into a system for uh, Homeland Security, and if there's any red flags, then you, they'll question you about it, but beyond that, that's, that's all it is. Uh, only f- because we have seen people on Radio Road that you're thinking, how in the hell did they get credentialed? But- you know, they allow people in from all over the world. It, it's, uh, I would assume this year is going to be off the hook. It'll be back to normal, like pre-COVID days. Uh, Pre-COVID, God, I can't remember what the Super Bowl was before. Oh, it was Miami. It was down in Miami. And Miami was a nut house. Miami was crazy because it was South Beach. So we had people from all over the world down there. Uh, it was, yeah, it was crazy. And the Milwaukee, or Milwaukee, the Miami Convention Center is over in, uh, like South Miami, it's across uh, Biscayne Bay Boulevard. So you go across the bay, uh, you go from like South Beach to across across the bay, and uh, we were over there uh, at the convention center, and that place is huge, and yeah, but it's in the middle of like almost a, a, a neighborhood, and so you know there was one parking s- structure, and that was it, and the game day experiences were outside rather in rather than inside, and I just remember that two things about that Super Bowl. Well, really three. One was COVID hit right after that, and then obviously there was the Kobe Bryant tragedy that all culminated at the same time. But the second thing about that was not only was it packed, but the bathrooms for the the uh, the radio row were a mile away. So you had, I mean, you had to sprint if you were going to go to the bathroom during a commercial break. You had to sprint. So anyway, that's it. Um, so there you go. That's kind of our waxing nostalgic, so to speak, and uh, taking the train off the tracks, putting the train back on the tracks, Packers back at practice. So, uh, some questions, here's some, here's a question I had posed to me today. And I, I'm going to, I thought, you know what? That's intriguing. I'll ask it. What did we learn about the Packers this year and about the NFL this year? That's kind of a two part question. The second one being so much larger in, in scope than, than the one about the Packers. But what did we learn? What did we learn about the Packers this year, and what did we learn about uh, what did we learn about the NFL this year, or just picking things within the NFL? Uh, I mean, if I had to say that, and this was asked to me on a radio show that I did earlier today, but what did I learn about the NFL? One is you better have a good backup quarterback. A lot of starting quarterbacks went down this year, a lot of them. Uh, the second thing is I have come to really hate the tush push. I'm not a fan of it. Uh, I get it. Not everybody can do it. 
Uh, but I don't mind a quarterback sneak and a quarterback driving his legs. What I don't want to see is more than one guy pushing the quarterback. So and that that that's the one thing I would love to see them change. Uh, I also think that kickoffs have been everything but nullified. Uh, I can't stand them. I want to see guys return the football. I don't like the fair catch. I think you've basically eliminated a portion of the game that was um, that was strategic, and you just got rid of it because of the mere appearance that you give a damn about players' health and safety. And, and that's what it comes down to. It's just the appearance of players' health and safety that you give a damn because they don't. Otherwise, you wouldn't be adding additional games and playing on Thursday night and all that kind of garbage. So uh, I hate that they eliminated that to make themselves look better, even though we know it's a gigantic, ginormous lie. So that's the other thing I hate about the NFL. Um, I, I, the one thing I did learn a lot is the conspiracy theories are running rampant and getting deeper and deeper and deeper when it comes to the NFL being in bed with different gambling sites, uh, with NFL, uh, with DraftKings, and all the different ones that are out there now. And now uh, ESPN has their own wagering site. They're in bed with the NFL. And then all of a sudden you start to look at games that are on the brink and suddenly things are being changed via the referees. Now, do I believe that referees have a conscious effort going into a game to keep a game close, to keep a game within a spread? I don't think so, okay? But you can't argue with a lot of the arguments that are going around out there when you see officials moving footballs, when you see officials, you know, like in the, in the Detroit game, the Detroit-Dallas game, screwing it up, so blatantly screwing it up, and then blaming it on everybody else but themselves. The officiating in the NFL, while it is difficult, it is hand-to-hand combat. You are looking at bigger, stronger, faster each and every year. The officiating in the NFL this year sucked. I mean sucked. Sucked swamp water. Whatever you, you, you it was terrible. Uh, the other aspect of the NFL that I liked this year, speaking of it in conjunction with the Green Bay Packers, was, uh, oh, my God, I, we don't have to deal with the drama that is Aaron Rodgers. Holy crap. I'm watching – just yesterday, just reel after reel of Instagram and TikTok and all this different stuff regarding Rodgers and stuff, companies that don't want to work with him and people that want to drop him and the stuff that's going on between him and Kimmel and all the releasing of names. And, oh, my goodness, it was like I am so glad that drama is out of our backyard and we don't have to deal with that at all. We don't have to deal with that at all. So that is, uh, that's another aspect of this. As far as the NFL goes, I think uh, that – a lot of things have turned out to be true. Historically speaking, again, you're going to have a different NFC East champion this year again. Uh, albeit, I will say that usually the team that loses the Super Bowl historically has not made it back to the postseason. But the Philadelphia Eagles got off to such a fast start, they're going to make it to the postseason, but they are more and more and more looking like they could be possibly a one-and-done. So... Yeah, they're going to make it there, but I don't know how strong they're going to be with the way they're limping into the postseason. Uh, also, you've got a team like Kansas City holding true. You start to have that money kick in. You start to see more and more guys that you can't retain, and all of a sudden you've got what you've got. Now they're searching for wide receivers that can actually hang onto a football that are good, that are speedy, like everybody else is looking for, but they can't afford to pay them much like other teams can. So, And then also bad coaching reveals itself. Uh, bad coaching and bad general managers reveal themselves. Uh, and I'm sorry, but Bill Belichick, a horrible, horrible season. And all the discussion about him giving up the general manager's duties, I I think the guy still co- can coach, and I think the guy is brilliant. And I, the one thing that I have a concern with is, why is he hanging around? Either you absolutely positively have the love of coaching, and that is your life, and that's all you want to do, or you're chasing the record, one of the two. 
And if you're just in it to chase the record, then get the hell out of it because there's no, there's nothing there. And you listen to guys in New England talk about Bill Belichick, and it's it's like he's coming in and going through the motions. He knows his team is bad. He knows he's stacked inept talent. He's it's awful, and he's just kind of going through the motions. So if he's doing it just to try to get wins so he can close in on on Shula's record, then get the hell out of it because it's it's terrible, terrible. Um, what else have we learned about the NFL? That's kind of like it. Those are like the bigger topics regarding the NFL. I've enjoyed this season. I enjoyed it immensely. But I think the number one thing that I took away from the NFL is you better have a quality backup quarterback because if you've got a good team and a team that's on the cusp and a team that you've stacked and all of a sudden your quarterback goes down, man, oh, man, oh, man, you better have a good backup quarterback. So that's my take on it. Uh, I'll get yours when we come back from break, Grant, and then uh, we'll start taking phone calls as well. Uh, good to have you on board today on this uh, fantastic Friday. Stay tuned. we got more of the Bill Michael Show. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. back bill michaels show this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at northern lights event venue down in the milwaukee river if you're looking for a dinner place to hold a dinner say a business dinner rehearsal dinner whatever it happens to be great place maybe a small wedding reception a photo shoot a business event whatever northern lights event venue.com go to northern lights event venue.com right on the milwaukee river next to the screaming tuna Beautiful place. In, inside is amazing. Two stories, and uh, you can look out over the river. Uh, it's got a balcony on the top. It's got an outside patio on the, uh, on the lower uh, version. Or you just close the windows up in the wintertime. You watch the snowfall. It's beautiful down there. And it's a uh, very contemporary, very cool place. Again, northernlightseventvenue.com. That's northernlightseventvenue.com. Get a hold of Bob and the, the gang down there and say, hey, I need to book something. Because they book up quick. And if you, if you need a photo, an actual photo studio, they have that upstairs. So that's kind of cool, too. Good stuff. NorthernLightsEventVenue.com. Grant, what did we learn? Uh, what did you learn about uh, the NFL so far this season? Well, something that I was thinking about, I was listening to a clip from Cowherd's show. James Jones was on yesterday. And they're mm-hmm. talking about Mike McCarthy. And I think a lot of people this year started to remember that Mike McCarthy's a really good football coach. Like, he's not perfect. But I noticed a lot of love for Mike McCarthy this year, and I think that was one of the most interesting things of the 2023 season so far. Is everyone's like, yeah, that's right. Mike McCarthy is a good coach. That's right. Yeah. I. It's funny because if you watch the four-letter network, you would think that Mike McCarthy, that the, they rip Mike McCarthy and game management and such all the time. And when the, when the Cowboys are playing well, it's all about Dak. It's all, it's all Dak all the time. When the team sucks, Dak's picks and Mike McCarthy's play calling. Mike McCarthy doesn't get any credit, any credit at all. Uh, I mean, they talk about McDaniel. They talk about McDermott. They, they talk about uh, Shanahan, McVay. They talk about all these guys. They don't talk about McCarthy at all, except for when they rip him. That's it. And which I've also found a little bit, you know, ironic because they'll go out and just dump now the argument is and i understand it that well let's wait until dallas wins something so okay i can understand that 
But nobody else is winning anything. You know, the Buffalo Bills haven't won a Super Bowl since mm-hmm. Moses was a baby. Mm-hmm. You know, but that McDermott, man, he's holding it together. What a great what a great job he's done and making changes on his staff. Okay, that's that's fine. You know, McDaniel, I, they just got that offense up and running, and it's a high-flying, a very fast, powerful offense. I understand it. They get dump-trucked by, by Baltimore. Don't, they don't say a word. It's not like it's McDermott. It's not like they didn't have the team ready. It's not like bad clock management, bad play calling. It's just, well, let's give credit to Lamar. Okay. You know, not, nothing like that. Shanahan loses games, gets humiliated. Brock Purdy's suddenly throwing picks. Well, is Brock Purdy really an MVP? Is it, it, was it, the, was it the, the, the premier players that they have on that team not contributing properly? Nope. It just, you know, they got beat. Andy Reid. They, they look terrible right now in Kansas City. They've got guys that can't catch, and they blame it all on the wide receivers. They don't talk about the play calling. They don't talk about Andy Reid. They don't say anything negative there. They just say they've got to get it together, and Patrick Mahomes is doing everything he can. But the minute Dallas loses, Mike McCarthy's play calling, bad clock management, doesn't know what he's doing, Dak Prescott's throwing picks, everything sucks. I, it's just like, wow, you know. <laughs> he doesn't get any credit for anything over there. I agree with you. I, Mike's a good coach. Do I think he's a great coach? No. But – you know, they people act like Mike didn't do anything to get the Packers to the Super Bowl. Like, it was all Aaron Rodgers. And they did have some terrific weapons. But the, the defense was, was not great. It was good. Led by Charles Woodson, uh, who had his, one of his best years. He was the Defensive Player of the Year. Obviously, the best year of his career out of A.J. Hawk. Nick Collins was a juggernaut. The two young guys at the time, and Tremont Williams and Sam Shields, were also fortifying the back end. They had, I think it was six starting linebackers that went down that that year. When you look at all the different guys, you ended up with like a Brady Papinga. And, uh, um, God, there was another uh, guy. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. But you had the best career year out of, uh, out of Clay Matthews as well. You rotated five big bodies. They were picking up guys like Howard Green off the scrap heat. He was actually driving from New York back to his home in New Orleans when he got the call that he was been picked up by Ted Thompson. And they put it all together and they won a championship. And Mike doesn't get credit for that either. So I, I agree with you. Mike doesn't get credit for much. They beat on Mike more than anything. And you know what? Maybe it's, I don't know, maybe it's ever since he pounded his fist and said, I'm a hollow successful. But then again, he also got thrown under the bus by Rodgers. And everybody follows Rodgers, although Rodgers is kind of shooting himself reputation-wise in the foot at this point just because he's been out the entire season and the only time he's ever made headlines is when he says something completely ridiculous that everybody looks at and goes, are you kidding me? But anything else? What else did you learn? Hmm. Yeah, maybe that's the big one for now. I'll continue to think about it throughout the show, but that was, I feel like as the season wraps da- wraps up and winds down, I'm seeing so much McCarthy love, which is cool. I think that's good yeah. for football. I think that's good for the, the NFL is more interesting when the Cowboys are at least a threat, right? They don't need to win every year, but when they're a threat to actually maybe go on a playoff run, I, I think the NFL is mm-hmm. more interesting. So that's been a good thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah, uh, Rob says, don't forget it was Desmond Bishop and a bunch of dudes. Right? It was. It was. And and the trade that was never made was they were going to trade midseason for Marshawn Lynch, and the linchpin to that deal uh, from Buffalo was to get A.J. Hawk. And Ted would not give up A.J. Hawk. And everybody thought, are you stupid? And it turned out to be the best move that was never made. 
was because they had so many linebackers that went down, and A.J. Hawk was the only one that really knew and understood the defense and, like I said, had his best year ever. But he was also the green dot guy. And, yeah, Frank Zombo, thank you very much. Frank Zombo was another one. Yeah, that was the the trade that never went down. Thank God it didn't. So, uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you got something to say, say it. Bring it. We'd love to hear from you. Um, let's go to Derek listening to us in Albany. Derek, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Hey, Bill. It's my birthday today. I'm one of the few people here at work. Happy today, birthday. But, uh, yeah, um, thank you very much. Uh, I'm Ray Nitschke today, 66. Um, have nice. seen Packer games all the way from the all the way from the mid 60s. And you know, one of the things I appreciate you showing a lot of your listeners do, and they may not call you and tell you, but uh, you you humanize the show. You tell us about things that happened to you from your guts to your the the things in your house to to your <laughs> girlfriend's shirt. To, to, I mean, it's it, you're like it makes us feel like we're just hanging out with you at the bar, man. It's great. It's yep. you know, I enjoy that. But at the same time. Um, you're right on point, you know, with, with the comments you make, man. I listen to a lot of talk radio, and you're certainly one of the best there is out there. Um, you know, I, I want to make some points about the game real quick. Here's the advantages we have. Obviously, it's a home game. Hopefully not too many Bear fans are going to be there. I mean, we've been through this before about Packer fans mm-hmm. selling their tickets and what they can get for them. Jordan Love, as you mentioned, he's really becoming a force now. Uh, Aaron Jones seems to be healthy. A lot of our receivers are going to be available for this. I think both of our tight ends and hey Tucker Kraft man is he coming on or what he's been fantastic and um, you know Jair Alexander I think I think what happened to him humbled him and I think he's going to be on on the Bears best receiver and I have a feeling I have a feeling Bill that Lucas Van Ness and Rashawn Gary are going to have big big games you know 60 percent of the country Bill is going to see this Packer game where I live mm-hmm. in the Schenectady area. We have to go. We have to defer to what the local team is. Now, here's something weird. Tell me if this isn't weird. Most of the time, if it's Giants against the Eagles, that's a Fox game, right? Giants and Eagles. Right. And like, if if the Chiefs played the Dolphins, it's a CBS game. The way it used to work, and I ran a Packer fan club, so I'd have to know these things based on what we would see on TV. If the if the visiting team, like the Chiefs, were visiting the Vikings, it would be the Vi would go to the to CBS. The, the visiting team would get the network. Well, now that's all convoluted, man. The the other game, the Packers Bear game, is also a CBS game. So both games are on CBS. There go. I can't see it locally, but I have a casino less than a half a mile from me, and we're getting five to ten inches of snow. So I'm just going to clear snow, <laughs> walk down, have a grand time. Is that is that storm hitting there this weekend on Sunday? Yeah, it's starting Saturday night into Sunday night. Okay. I didn't think it was supposed to get there till like Monday or Tuesday, but wow, that's no nope, well brace nope, for that, I guess. All over the, it's been all over the news. I mean, you know that they sensationalized the weather. You think the apocalypse is coming the way they oh, talk God, about yeah. the weather, but especially oh, yeah, the northeast. People I mean, it's like are you kidding me? You guys are used to it. Yeah. It, well, and what's funny to me is if I go food shopping, you know, tomorrow morning, people will be buying stuff, enough stuff for two weeks. It's like, come on, by Monday morning, the, the streets are clear, you know? Right. I, I took Monday <laughs> morning off. I'll probably listen to part of your show. My son is going to be 30 on, on Monday. So, boy, does that make you feel old. So I'm taking the day off for him. Oh, wow. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, good. Uh, congratulations and happy birthday to both you and your son. So that's that's great stuff, man. Appreciate it. I'll keep I'll keep listening, Bill. Thanks. All right, buddy. Talk to you soon. There you go. Well, stock up. Put it. Put it this way: run down the aisle and go. Oh my God! There's hardly any toilet paper left, and start grabbing it. And then you'll just see people flock and start just grabbing toilet paper for for a one day event. Like they're just you know, hey, we're stuck here. 
by the time we get done shoveling our driveways, man, we are going to have to unload like a dump truck in a gravel pit. Oh, my God, we need toilet paper. Then you start to run on toilet paper. Just do it. Just do it. It's kind of like when I used to walk through the crowd at an amusement park, and I'd go, oh, my God. You'd look up, and then people are looking up, and then people are like, oh, yeah, I see it, and there's nothing there. But people, you just walk through and go, oh, my God. And they start looking up. What? 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 I got to see it. And then they go, oh, yeah, way out there, I see it. And it's, there's, there's nothing there. You're just full of crap. Uh, 877-867-1670. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michaels Show coming up right after. This is the Bill Michaels Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. The Bill Michael Show, continuing on. I can't wait. Uh, tonight we got a little bit of a dinner party here at the house. I got a meeting after work. Got a dinner party here at the house tonight. Some uh, some friends coming over. Got uh, some Kristen clients coming over. And uh, doing a, a nice, just a smaller gathering dinner-wise. Uh, but some point brewing is going to be served. Uh, one of our friends, uh, Loves Point Lager, called me up and said, Hey, uh, you know, do you have any of that? To- oh, oh. Oh, yes, I do. I've got some Point Lager. So we got uh, Point Lager being served tonight. Got some Cider Boys being served tonight. And when you do Italian dinners, you obviously have wine and stuff and Sinatra on the jukebox, so to speak. But uh, but Point Brewing's a part of it. Thanks to Point Brewing for not only being a part of the dinner tonight, but for being a part of the program as well. And helping to take us to Las Vegas. We're going to be out there for Super Bowl 58. So looking forward to that. And thanks to our friends at Point Brewing. Brewing excellence since 18. 18- 57. Uh, coming up in a little bit, you're going to hear Jordan Love and Bo Melton and company. Uh, you kind of get a, a a glimpse as to what's made the wide receiving core so much better. And we'll got that coming up after the top of the hour. So stay tuned for that. Stay tuned for that. Um, let's see here. Our, our buddy Dwayne. Dwayne from Dwayne's Covered All says, hey, pal, top of the day. Wish list for the Green Bay Packers' top three picks. Mine are one, left tackle, two, corner, three, linebacker. Uh, that can cover. Well, Quay Walker's kind of the linebacker that can cover. He's kind of that guy. But you only really have one that has that kind of speed. So may, they may go in that direction, pick up another linebacker that can cover. I agree with you about the tackle position. I, You can never have too many tackles I would take them all day long so if you can find a good one find a good one faux show faux show 877-867-1670 877-867-1670 uh, by the way our buddy Jake Button of the Big Ten Network is going to be joining us coming up a little bit later on today uh, about what about a half hour from now as a matter of fact Danny Parkins down at 670 Thoskoa down in uh, Chicago and uh, covers the Bears. He's going to be joining us today. No Mike Clemens today. However, we are going to hear from some of the stuff from inside the locker room, as I just told you. So that's coming up here in just a little bit, too. But no Mike Clemens today in the last hour. Mike is on assignment, so to speak. But 
we will, uh, we'll, we got some of the stuff that Mike sent us, so we get good stuff there. Uh, this is from Jake. What I've learned about the NFL is it's crooked, and it will always be crooked until Roger Goodell is gone. Roger Goodell makes things up as he goes along. Uh, he allows owners to do whatever it is they want, and the owners allow it because they don't want to have anybody look into their backyard. Uh, what? Was there an owner that was on the Epstein list? Grant, do you know? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. This guy correlates uh, the Epstein list to NFL owners and their problems. And there's like, a there's a lot of fake Epstein lists going around. Like I've right. I've taken some peeks on Twitter, and it's a lot of Photoshop fake lists. So I'll yeah. just say, be skeptical. It's not that none of it's real. Like there's real names that have come out, but if you see a finely curated list that looks like it's probably fake, it's probably fake. Yeah, I um, I I. I, yeah, like I like you said, I've seen a lot of different lists, but they're printed differently, and they're and it's like I don't know what to believe and who to believe, and so I haven't seen it uh, in the publications yet, like the New York Times or Journal Sentinel or you know anything in our own backyard versus nationally. Uh, I not yet anyway. I haven't really been hardly looking for it, but you hear certain things. So the uh, it's just a lot of redacted court documents. So it's not like there's some right. long list that's been sealed that they're going to roll out like it's going to be a slow trickle of this name and that name. But, Bill, honestly, a lot of the names that we've learned, it's like, oh, we kind of knew that. It's like we kind of knew that. You know I mean? And it, here's another point, And this is one of the things that that um, people have made a note of. This is like a Rolodex. This is not necessarily people that did things. You know what I mean? Yes. I I mean, that have been to the island that were there for specifically the underage sexual experiences. Uh, This is kind of like the Rolodex of who this guy knew and who was in his, you know, list of phone numbers. I don't know. I mean, that was one of the things that I did read was that the names that are coming out, some of these names have never been to that island. They were just people he knew and had a number for. So I, I don't know. I, I don't know what is and isn't real. I, you know, you'd love to have it kind of laid out for you to say, these are the people that actually traveled to the island. These are the people that did things. And then you can say, okay, they're the pariah now. They can get the, the hell off of earth and uh, move on. And, but, you know, you, you don't, you know, sometimes it's guilt by association. And if the guy's got your number in his Rolodex, maybe he got it from an agent or somebody down the road. Who knows? But I, I don't know. So anyway. Um, eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Uh, Scott says there was Daniel Snyder on uh, one of the Epstein lists with no clarification if it was a possibility or not. As far as the Washington, uh, the former Washington NFL owner goes, I, I don't know. I, and I, you know what? Here's the thing. I, I don't really have the time to sit down and go through all that. I don't care. I care when it comes out and people say, okay, this person's definitely one of the people that have been there. Then then we'll talk about it. But beyond that, I'm not going to get into speculation and that kind of stuff because you're ruining people's lives, quite frankly. So, uh, I know that my name wasn't on it and Grant's name wasn't on it. We are 100% clean, Grant. I feel good about that. We did it. We made yeah. it. We made it. Yeah. We didn't get on that list. Some of the names now, are, are funny. It's like Bill Clinton. It's like Bill Clinton, we've always known that he's been a perv. Like, this is a secret to yeah. no one. Some of these names, it's like, well, duh, of course. These yeah. people are creeps. Um, we, We've always known he was a perv. You know, there's nothing new there. Um, His biggest issue was he was a perv when he was married. You know, so 
that's that's what his you know stain is. But you know they I can't believe he had sex in the Oval Office. Are you kidding me? He if you probably take a take one of those aluminol sprays and spray it in that Oval Office and then turn the black lights on. Are you kidding me? I bet you there's stuff everywhere left over from Kennedy. <laughs> so it's like who you kidding? If I was president, you, you better believe it. It'd be like. You know, here you go, Mr. President. Welcome into the White House. And I would come in and I'd move my stuff in. And the next thing you know, I would be closing the drapes and I'd be sitting in the chair naked. Mm-hmm. I'd be just rolling around naked like, here we go. Fomp, throwing stuff up on the desk right here. Here we go. Yes. Yes. For a moment in time, you're one of the most powerful people in the world. In the world. And I'd be like, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going to sit here naked for just a couple of minutes. Give me my time. And, uh, and that would be the way it would go. And you better believe it. I'm glad you said that. Yeah, not that I'm putting cigars anywhere, but, you know, it is what it is. Not like the mayor of Milwaukee. Uh, who was the guy that was putting apples in certain places? What? God, that was, you don't remember that? No. Mayor Norquist. Mayor Norquist. There was uh, the testimony back when uh, he was, I think it was the sexual harassment suit that came out. And uh, one of the one of the. Uh, details that came out in all of that was that uh, he had put an apple on i think it was his secretary's desk or assistant's desk or something and wanted her to carry it without using her hands that sounds like some politician stuff yeah, i i don't know. know that i'd want to elect someone president at if, least at least it's healthy you, you know, know. <laughs> you're eating healthy <laughs> was it an organic apple wisconsin grown i hope door county or something i don't <laughs> yeah. you, you mentioned the oval office i don't know if i'd want to elect someone president if one of their first things was like i want to sit naked in the oval office like i want someone with i would drive run that campaign pr- i would say look yes. i want to i want to stop all the, the 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 violence and the crime i'm going to start prosecuting the hell out of everybody we're going to find some state within 100 miles of nowhere and we're going to build massive prisons and start putting these people that are committing crimes in jail I'm going to run on that, and I'm going to say, ladies and gentlemen, my first day in office will be an off day. I'm going to sit in the Oval Office naked, and I'm going to watch sports. And after that, it's back to business. We're back to business. But just so you know, I'm going to wear nothing but a pair of shoes and a smile and maybe a cigar. There you go. That's it. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Rick says, oh, by the way, the chancellor at UWL. (laughs) UW lacrosse. No, I'm not going to shoot porn in my office. That's for that's for at home. That's that's at least, yeah, that's he, at at least he didn't do it in his office. That would be a different wing of the White House, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God! Uh, and on my my last day in office, I would be stealing presidential towels. I'd be taking them with me. I'd be hanging them up in my house and putting them over when you know friends come over and hanging them over the 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 little you know the towel rack there the towel rail in the in my guest bathroom come on in you know hey when you guys go upstairs check out check out some of the stuff I took from the took from the White House oh yeah there'd be stuff all over my house once it was all said and done uh, eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy we'll get back on track when we come back stay tuned we got more of the Bill Michael Show covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. 
Good to have you. The Bill Michaels Show continues on. You want to shoot us an email? It's simple. TheBillMichaels at gmail.com. TheBillMichaels at gmail.com. Got to say thanks to our buddy Dwayne. D-U-A-N-E-S. Dwayne's CoverItAll.com. That's Dwayne's CoverItAll.com. Whether it's boat covers, bimini tops, upholstery, uh, if you've got something, say, for office furniture, gym equipment, an awning for your business, whatever it may be, he can do it, and he does it fantastic. That's Dwayne's, D-U-A-N-E-S, Dwayne's CoverItAll.com, Dwayne's CoverItAll.com, 715-870-2119, And uh, up in Wausau, and he's uh, a proud supporter of the program and has taken us to uh, help take us to uh, Super Bowls for many years. And he'll be back again in 2024. So good to have Dwayne and uh, Cover It All back in the program. Good stuff. 877-867-1670. Speaking of the weird stuff, um, do you remember David Soul by any chance, Grant? That name doesn't ring a bell. No. He was in the uh, original show, the TV show called Starsky and Hutch. He played Hutch. Yeah, yeah he passed away. So just throwing it out there. Just saw that uh, cross through Twitter a couple minutes ago. I think he actually was a singer, too. I don't know, but just popped up. <laughs> I don't know why we're just getting into the world world of weird today. Uh, this is from Eric. Eric says, what have I learned about the NFL this year? That the uh, NFL officials have dictated the outcome of more ball games this season than in recent years. It, have they really? I mean, is there a statistic for that? that? I would love to know that. Is there a statistic for that? Because, you know, they didn't make the phone. Or they didn't make the, uh, the, the penalty. They didn't call the pass interference when the Kansas City Chiefs were playing the Packers. The week later, they did. So Chiefs fans were feeling screwed in that one, even though they really couldn't have argued it too much because, of, to me, it was a makeup call from the bad call from earlier. Um, here's a problem with following officials. I mean, unless you do it for a living and you follow every play that was, what was called and you have every camera angle to access of every game, I, officiating – is a really tough business. And that's the reason I don't give the officials a ton of grief. There's some things that are obvious. That officials are just, they have tunnel vision, and they shouldn't. Some things, you know, like the Detroit game, the Detroit-Dallas game, I, that I understand. But sometimes pass interference calls are judgmental calls. And now, you know, God, there's these these national media idiots that want to go back and replay and look at every call and New York should be able to buzz the official to say no that is a penalty versus not a penalty and it's like look the human element in real time is what it is we don't have an exact mark do you ever notice that Grant we don't have an exact marker for the football no do you ever notice that it's vibes in a 10-yard chain (laughs) right it's a 10-yard chain and we kind of eyeball it you know it we're not down to an exact science here so stop acting like it is the game's been played this way forever we're always going to argue about should it or should have not have been a call. I've always said, don't leave it up to one call. I mean, I get it if you get a bunch of calls throughout a game that are just bad and they're going against you, but don't leave it up to one call. Drives me nuts. So, but if there's a statistic out there that say they have dictated more outcomes this year than in years past, please show it to me. I'd love to see it. Three more hours yet to go. We're going to talk some Big Ten coming up. Got uh, some Bears uh, coverage coming up in the uh, next hour of the program, about an hour from now. We got a lot of good stuff coming up today. Stay tuned. A whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show right after this.